Hey, it's Lauren Dukeman, and I'm one of the hosts of the Compel Podcast. On today's episode, we are chatting with Holly Dick, who serves in the MK Care and Education Department with Ethnos Canada. We can't wait to hear about how we can better care for missionary kids, as well as gain an understanding of some of the challenges families face serving in remote locations. So welcome to the Compel Podcast, how ordinary women spread the gospel story. Good morning, ladies, and welcome to the Compel Podcast, Holly. Good morning. This is pretty exciting for me. (laughs) (laughs) Today we're talking about a very important subject in missions, and that is caring for our missionary kids. And I'm really excited to hear from you, Holly, um, all the ins and outs of missionary kids. So let's just dive right in. We'll just start with the most simple question. What are MKs? Okay, so a missionary kid or a third culture kid, as sometimes they're called, um, they are people raised in a culture other than their parents. So say their passport is from Canada, and yet they are raised in another culture, and and it's a significant part of their development years. And so MKs are often not feeling at home at their parents' culture, and not totally in the other culture as well, even though they've been raised there, because everyone can see they're not really from there. And so they kind of are, that's why we call them third culture. It's kind of a mix and a, a different culture all in its own. Right. And so as a mission, um, we have started an MK Care and Education Department. And Holly, you are part of that. It's my understanding that you actually started this here in Eth- at Ethnos Canada. Yes. Yes, I did. Mm-hmm. And uh, part of the reasoning for that, I, I raised five MKs myself. I'm part of Emanate, which is a training program here at Ethnos Canada. And when I started about 17 years ago, we were still focusing on preparing the parents to be missionaries. Mm -hmm. And I just had a real heart for things that were not, uh, that we weren't prepared for. And so I think we all probably know some missionary kids that are older, that maybe have a lot of baggage and We realize we can't solve every problem, but we do want to help parents Mm -hmm. to be able to come alongside their kids to, um, yeah, just just have healthy, thriving families. Definitely. And just be proactive. Now that we know what some of those issues were, we can step forward and and work on those things. What are some of the things that you do as an Emanate staff to prepare um, MKs? Well, first of all, we have an amazing child care program. And even in the, the younger uh, toddler, preschool age, kindergarten, um, they're doing all sorts of things about learning about countries. And a lot of kids are not used to being in another culture. Mm-hmm. What does another culture mean? Um, recently, I've just done several events. One was a Chinese New Year Uh, And we were just exploring another country and what they do to celebrate, how they eat, what their letters look like, what the the music looks like there, and just slowly introducing our kids to a different way of life. Mm -hmm. And you also teach child protection classes? What is is that in? Well, in in the changing world that we're at, we want to try to keep our kids as safe as possible. And so just trying to educate the kids and the parents, um, trying to empower kids to be able to say no and what's appropriate touch and uh, that their body belongs to themselves. And 
again, we just want to, that's just another piece to the puzzle to try to Mm -hmm. help prepare families and equip them for what's ahead. And one thing I love about you, Holly, is that you have an incredible ministry with our adult MKs and our college age. So you, you've gone that extra mile um, to prepare packages for them. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Um, yeah, as our uh, college age MKs come home, especially ones that are still on the field, um, I, I try to get uh, uh, care packages together for them. Actually, it's something that I, I send an email around and the whole emanate or the whole um, Ethnos Canada team comes along and just donates funds for, to make this possible. And I've gotten notes from some kids. Some of them, again, their parents are far away to get a package at home at Christmas time. Some get to fly home maybe once or twice uh, during their college years, but a lot of them don't. They're going home to some of them families that they don't really know too much about, or some of them don't even have close family. Mm-hmm. So receiving those care packages, different ones, if I'm if I'm within hours away uh, and me and my husband are traveling, I've done tons of baking and sending cookies because that's another thing. Kids are away at college. They get cookies from their parents. Well, our MKs, they can't get cookies from their parents overseas. So I just do a number of things to try to invest in them. Uh, once in a while, I'll send them just a little note, letting them know I'm praying, a little gift card. And again, just another piece to the puzzle. Hmm. That just brings tears to my eyes because <laughs> being an MK myself, I, man, I would have loved to have had a package because most most of my difficult times was when I first arrived back. Um, and even though I was in a Bible school environment, mm-hmm. I still really missed my parents and having homemade cookies to your dorm, that would be so special. And um, I love that. Um I was just going to yeah. say that time is hard for even kids who were uh, brought up here. Going to co- away to college is a big one. And so for our parents, yeah, it's, it's really big. And, and in many ways, I feel like by loving on the MKs, I'm really loving on the parents too. Um, you kind of alluded to it for a little bit, but what led you to work with the MK? Like you, you have five children, so obviously you have felt and walked with these kids personally so what led you to think about others in this area? Uh, well, this is actually kind of personal, so hopefully I don't end up tearing up. But mm. um, for us, um, what brought us back from the field we were serving in is that our work closed down. Yeah, it was just a very getting to be a very dangerous situation. So while we were on our home assignment, it... Um, our field committee decided to close the work down just for our own protection. That felt like a lot of things, Bible translation and other stuff could continue on off-site. So that threw um, mm. us in just a world spin. Here, yeah. me and my husband were 39. We didn't own anything, but anything much, but everything we owned was down there in Venezuela. So all of a sudden, we lost everything we owned. We lost our house. We lost the work and the people that we loved. And so then we were transitioning back here. And so uh, we set up here and, and started working at Emanate, but we didn't realize that that whole first year, we hadn't lived in this right. part of Canada for years, ever since we were in the training. And all of a sudden we're here and again, things were hitting us and we didn't realize that we were grieving 
uh, I look back and, and the first house that we lived at, it was white walls. I had nothing on the walls. I just lost everything. I didn't feel like I could go out and spend any money to put anything on the walls because we were starting over. And so I just wish people could have come alongside us and just loved on us and just even explained to us what we were going through. And so anyways, it was just such a difficult time. And so it just brought up, wow, everything that families go through that no one talks about. It's like this this hidden thing that you're carrying. And so... And your children, how how were they reacting to this loss? Well, at I have four boys. I have one daughter, but boys are not that talkative. Um, my husband, when things closed up for us, we were actually in Chicago at the time. My husband was taking one of the kids to the orthodontist, and he just opened up the conversation, and that son didn't really say anything, but a few tears ended up falling. And I know once we got here, we went to church once. And one of my kids that is really calm, cool, and collected, just all of a sudden had an outburst, you know, and said, hey, you think you're the only one dealing with things. Mm. Uh, That Sunday, we turned around and went back home. And so, um, yeah, and if, if there's anything that I wish... I could have changed about our situation. I wish we could have gone through a a debrief and uh, talked about the things we had gone through. Another just area, we live in a very dangerous area. We had a to-go pack ready, and there's different times our kids did take that and take off while we were were in our house because they didn't know what was going to happen. And so I didn't realize until years later the that our kids were having bad dreams, things that, that you don't talk about and you don't think about. And as I look back, I just wish we could have, we would have known to just start opening mm-hmm. up those dialogues. Have more um, support. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I mean, overall, I think my kids are doing great. I really do think they are. I think they all love their time in Venezuela. But again, I, I, mm-hmm. I wish we we would have known how to make that adjustment and transition. And just even the things that, that MKs go through. Right. And, you know, as we see our families leave here at Emanate after the training and head to the field, it's just not the parents that are going. We're taking our children. And they're so much part of um, reaching people for the gospel. And they're part of the team. Mm-hmm. And just what you went through, I can see how that has given you the heart to reach out to others and to give them the tools that they need. And so that's really your the vision for this ministry mm-hmm. is MKs and, and the care that we can give them and how they are so much a part of the work. So when we're talking about training missionaries and, and all that, what are like if we don't if we don't support our MKs, what happens to our churches overseas? What happens to our work? Yeah, exactly. We we want thriving. We want to establish uh, thriving churches overseas. However, if you don't have a thriving missionary, mm-hmm. um, yeah. then again, you're not going to have a thriving church. I I think that we have gotten a lot better as churches, but unfortunately, oftentimes missionaries are put on a pedestal, you know. And so then, uh, when missionaries are struggling, when they have needs. Can we come along and, and love on them? Right. Oftentimes, if there's any struggle a missionary has, sometimes churches just want to drop their support. 
Well, who doesn't go through things in life? And how can we come alongside our, our missionaries and our MKs and love on them? And on this side of the ocean, you probably cannot even fathom all the things you go through. We just had a, a mission trip that we took to Africa. And one of the couples we were visiting, they have seven kids, we're there, and all of a sudden, they turn off the town water. There you are for several days, no water, kids need to go to the bathroom, very, very hot. And so just tracking down somebody to fill up your water tank uh, was a, a huge thing. I mean, we, we just take running water so for granted, but yeah. it's little things like that. That, that can really, really wear down our missionaries. So how can we come alongside them and just really love on them? Right. Mm-hmm. And we do have on on a lot of our fields, um, folks who are involved in supporting like consultants and mm-hmm. we're seeing a change. Yes. Would yes. you agree? Oh, definitely. And I just think it's just such a neat time to actually be a part of this organization. When I homeschooled our children, it was in an era that um, there was a lot of push to send your kids away. And so there was no support. But on so many of our fields, um, there's resource libraries and there, there's people that come along that they'll uh, test your kids to see, okay, where are they at? Are they growing? Are they continuing to, to go? And I, I love it that um, we do have a team around the world that is trying to come alongside our families, our MKs, to just encourage them and keep them in the work. Mm-hmm. And um, just from hearing some of your testimony, I know that for you, this is a huge win. Yes. And you, you've you said that several times yes. to, to us. This is a win. Yes. When this happens. Yes. This is a victory. This yes. isn't an MK who's just kind of lost in the shuffle. And really, the ultimate goal is to reach the unreached yeah. with the gospel. And you can't just show up. Like you can't leave your, we don't leave our kids behind. We bring them with them. And so mm -hmm. it is so amazing to just hear that win, right? Yeah. The more that we can encourage, that's my thing. If I could leave people more encouraged in a conversation than when it was started, it's a win. Absolutely. Holly, how can churches and individuals support MKs? Oh, I'm glad that you asked that because we're just a small part of the whole missionary and being able to support them and really do need home churches and people to come alongside and love on them. Um, Not all of our Canadian missionaries as they are on their home assignment come through the headquarters here and you can do different things in letters and stuff but the practical putting feet to loving on your missionaries when they're at your church and, Mm -hmm. and in your location for months at a time that's really where it can happen. So I think the first thing is don't put your missionaries on a pedestal. Uh, that would be the first thing. And another thing is when families come home, you can get so excited and ask the kids, oh, how is it to be home? Well, it's not really the home that they know. Right. So just even that, realize that we here in North America can almost be hurt to think that this isn't their home, but they were raised in another country. And and that's good that they are, are adjusting to life over there. But just understand that things are different for them. For us, we traveled around quite a bit. We'd go to different churches. Our kids would be in different Sunday schools. You know what? After a while, it's not really that fun, you know, to kind of feel like you're the person. Like you're on display, Exactly, exactly. And so uh, that's another thing. I I really wish that missionaries did not have that stress. If you know that they're in a place or maybe even your house is providing it, our first furlough, 
Um, my family had had stocked it with groceries. That was so nice with everything happening to not have to go grocery shopping. And I know my dad kind of laughs at this, but the first time I was in a grocery store after being overseas, I was there for a couple of hours. It was just so overwhelming, just the choices we mm-hmm. have here that you don't have overseas. I walked up and down the frozen food section. I was like, frozen doggy treats? I remember (laughs) when I first came back after being on the field for four years and I was an adult, I could not decide. We went to Walmart and I needed shampoo and I went down the aisle. There was, I think, three or four aisles in Walmart that's just shampoo and I couldn't decide. And I I just went up to Pete and I said, "Um, we're going to have to leave. I can't decide what shampoo. Yep. And so we actually got back in the car and left. Yep. That was my first Walmart experience after being on the field for four years. So it's it's overwhelming because overseas, we only have one choice. This is the shampoo that you're going to be using. And sorry, you can't find anything else, right? Oh, and for us, we had to order our supplies in. So it was all up to the supply man, <laughs> yeah. whatever store he went to at the time. You couldn't tell him what brand of shampoo you needed. Exactly. So those things are overwhelming. So to have your pantry stocked is such a huge blessing for churches to step in and do that. Oh, for sure. And and uh, we just thought of another thing of how to help families. Uh, when we were coming home on our second furlough, somebody who had a kid that was around our son's age, had said, hey, there's a really cool curling club thing your kids can get involved with. She did all the research. It was really awesome. It was only like $25 for the whole year. It was a a Canadian thing to do, but it was just cool for this lady to invite our kids. And and so kids want to get involved in sports things here, but they might not have the equipment or know even how to get involved, and even practical things like that for kids to just feel a little bit more part of, what does this culture do? You know, curling. My kids hadn't even been on ice for four years. And actually, the first time I saw them, I I almost felt like crying when I saw them slipping. But I think overall, it was a fun Canadian experience (laughs) for them. Yeah, for sure. Um, I love that. So if you could give advice to your younger missionary self, Holly, what would you tell her? Well, I somewhat had alluded to it before, but I really wish I would have understood um, MKs. When when I was raising my kids, um, I was at a church that was really into missions, so I saw a lot of MKs, and I thought I could prepare my kids, and they wouldn't be these ones that, that just seemed, you know, like, what planet did you come from? But I did not realize right. that, again, when you're spending so much of your time in a different culture, it is going to affect them. And it's affected our kids in a great way. But just to come along, uh, uh, side people, missionaries, I just wish moms would be able to see the whole picture just so that they could help their kids. Start that dialogue. Are one of our furloughs, I'm from Chicago. And so, and this is one of my, my teen kids. After our time there, he ended up saying how stressful walking across the street was. Wow, I love Chicago. I thought my kids should love it and embrace everything. You know what? We lived in an area there was no roads that people were going to be driving on. They never crossed any road. And then all of a sudden, you're in chaotic city of Chicago. So if I would do anything, just mm-hmm. to, to come alongside your kids, try to open dialogues, uh, just be educated, just realize those trend transitions that it does affect kids. Some kids can go through it no problem, and other kids won't. And so just to raise the, raise the awareness and, uh, yeah. And like I said, uh, 
that's what I would have told my younger self. But just I think it's even good for you who are listening to other in churches and other areas. Just realize again um, all the things that come on that kids um, deal with, and just try to come alongside and just really love on them. Right, and maybe on the flip side of that, I, I just want to say that MKs can be the most amazing people on the planet. Like they, they're so in many ways well-rounded. Yep they they've seen they've seen the poorest of the poor. Yep, they've seen um, you know places on on this earth that many kids in Canada and in, in the states have not seen. Um, They've seen people come from darkness to light. Mm-hmm. Like there's so much that an MK can offer. And I, I, I want to highlight that oh, too. Exactly. It, Our best memories really were of being down there. We had an amazing time. And sure, I've just shared a lot of the challenges just to highlight right. that. But it was amazing. And I think even with the challenges that our kids would have faced, I think all of them would have said it was a great time. When a few years ago, uh, me and my husband, we had the privilege of going down to a Bible dedication of the people we worked with. And that was the most amazing thing for me. I, I, I remember sitting there and saying, if I don't do anything else in life, this was so worth it. And you know what? We gave one of those Bibles to each one of our kids. They were a part of that. Um, yeah. Overall, it's not like our kids were giving us grief or something that we needed to come home um, but that's part of their heritage, them right. being raised and us being able to be there. And so, um, yeah, yay God. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Well, I've just really loved this conversation. And thank you so much, Holly, for just coming in today and sharing about MKs and the care that we can give MKs. Oh, thank you. Thank you for the privilege of being here and just being able to share. Well, Leslie, I love hearing from Holly how much she cares for MKs, both in practical and fun ways. Supporting MKs is so vital in seeing thriving church plants among unreached people groups. And it was so good to hear you guys highlight that. So thank you. If you are listening and are thinking that, yeah, I think I can support missions by loving on and caring for missionary kids and their families, then what an incredible ministry that would be. You can contact us at compel at ethnos.ca or even connect with Holly at hollydick at ethnos.ca. If you haven't already, please subscribe to our podcast and share it with others. Till next time.